is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Hello and welcome to the show. I am Deborah Howell, and today we'll be talking about colonoscopies from both the patient perspective and that of the physician. Our guests are Dr. Bhavesh B. Shaw, Medical Director, Interventional Gastroenterology, Long Beach Memorial, and Gastroenterology Director at Memorial Care Todd Cancer Institute, and Kathy Davis, a patient who is willing to share her experience with us. Welcome, Dr. Shaw and Kathy. Good morning. Thank you. How are you? Great. Nice to have you both. So, Colonoscopies are the gold standard, of course, to detect colorectal cancer, but as we know, many Americans avoid this potentially life-saving screening. About one in three adults between 50 and 75 years old, or approximately 23 million people, are not getting tested as recommended. However, with early detection and regular screenings, colorectal cancer is one of the most preventable and treatable cancers. Dr. Shaw, how do colonoscopies help detect and prevent colon and rectal cancer? So that's a great question. Colonoscopies, I feel, are the best way to uh, both detect and prevent colon cancer. And you'll hear a lot of different uh, aspects of detection and prevention of colon cancer. So I want to be clear about that. Colonoscopies are actually the best way to prevent colon cancer. And by that, I mean during the procedure itself, which is a fiber optic scope inserted in the colon after the patient's done a colon cleanse, which we'll talk about later, I think, we can actually identify small polyps that can be removed. And those small polyps, at some point in the patient's life, if they're not removed, can actually develop into more concerning polyps and even cancer. So it is actually a great way to prevent colon cancer, as opposed to some of the other things that you may hear about um, on TV or in the news, which are detection of colon cancer, for example, stool cards, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. we, we love colonoscopy for the detection of polyps and actually the prevention of colon cancer itself. Absolutely. And what are some of the most common reasons people avoid getting a colonoscopy? Great question. And we we try to talk about these things with our patients all the time. There's actually some pretty good data on this. There was a very large study with over 34,000 eligible patients for colon cancer. And this study researched what the barriers were in terms of why patients did not necessarily get a colonoscopy or think that they didn't need one. So some of the barriers we found out about in this study were Patients sometimes are actually concerned that they may have cancer, and they don't want to know about that. Some patients thought that the colonoscopy was not an effective way to screen for colon cancer. Of course, patients think that sometimes the colonoscopy can be embarrassing, and the anxiety um, associated with that can also be a little bit troublesome, especially if the patient has to take time off work, etc. Some patients were simply not aware that colonoscopy was available uh, for screening, and You've mentioned some of the statistics already, but um, a lot of the population doesn't understand that colon colon cancer is a significant health threat. Of course, it is a procedure, although not surgery, so sometimes the invasiveness of the test turns away a lot of folks, and of course, tolerating the PrEP is always a... um, It's always a sense of anxiety for the patient as well. Let's get to that. What can people expect in, in the PrEP for a colonoscopy? So we try to spin the PrEP in, a, in the most positive way that we can by first saying that without a good PrEP, there cannot be a great colonoscopy. Really, the entire lining of the colon needs to be seen very clearly to detect some of these polyps, et cetera. So I'm just looking at some of our guidelines from a 2014 multi-society task force and 2015 guideline from the American Society of Gastrointestinal Endoscopy. 
And all of the preps are, the goal are, goal is the same, is to really cleanse the colon. And there's a lot of recommendations we have in terms of which medications to hold, what kind of diet to have uh, prior to the colonoscopy. But in, in general, the day before the colonoscopy, it is a clear liquid diet followed by some sort of colon cleanse. And there's a lot of different kinds of colon cleanses. Some of them are larger in volume and taste better. Some of them are small in volume and don't taste as great. <laughs> but we still think that um, it is important to prepare for that and kind of look at it as a positive experience in terms of feeling light and cleaned out uh, before you proceed the next day. Absolutely. I always feel better after one. Now, this next question is for both of you, and let's start with you, Dr. Shaw. Are there any tips you have to make the preparation process easier for the patient? I think the tips that I tell my patients are is are to not schedule too much the day before um, and just mentally prepare for the fact that during this preparation, you probably shouldn't be distracted or be multitasking or having to run errands, etc. Just plan to be home the entire evening. And unfortunately, even though this may be uncomfortable, talking to your friends and family about it and knowing that they're going through it can sometimes be helpful in the fact that other people know what you're going through. And I would say maybe rent a movie, sit at home, and mm-hmm. just try to um, be patient and just complete the process as best you can, and that will lead to an uh, excellent preparation, which is what we look for all the time. For sure. And Kathy, would you like to add to that? I agree with everything he said. I found it helpful to read the directions a week ahead and then to go ahead and pick up the preparation prescription from the pharmacy, so I had it there. I went to the grocery store ahead of time and bought the clear liquids that I like, like Jell-O and broth, popsicles that are clear and Gatorade. And then because uh, you are going to the bathroom a lot, I found that baby wipes with aloe vera or balneol cleansing lotion that's a no-rinse cleaner and soother for the skin down there is real helpful. And I made sure I had a ride to and from my procedure because you get a light sedative and they don't want you driving home by yourself. Or if, if, you know, if you just don't have anyone because it's during working hours, you can always Uber, right? Correct. Just don't drive yourself. On that note, actually, we, we, uh, we want the patient to be as safe as they can after the procedure. We are very hesitant and actually sometimes not able to just send a patient away from the hospital in an Uber without proper supervision, meaning that we just want to make sure the patient makes it back safely into their house. And they're actually able to do that, but just for uh, certain reasons, well, we just can't send somebody home on the bus or in an Uber after the procedure. So that's important to know sometimes as well. Interesting note. Okay. Um, now, Kathy, as a patient, how was your overall experience before and after your colonoscopy? The whole experience was very easy. I had a prep which uh, consisted of a powder that I put in water. It was simple to take. It was a little salty. I was not sick to my stomach or anything like that. I just stayed at home, relaxing, watching TV, hanging out. I knew my toilet was close by. I was able to get a good night's sleep, and so that was wonderful. After the procedure, I woke up. I had no problem. I went home and enjoyed a delicious breakfast, (laughs) and the staff was wonderful and very helpful all along the way. And now you have peace of mind, right? I do. Ten more years. Fantastic. One more question for both of you. What advice do you have for people who are avoiding getting screened? Doctor? Sure. I, I think that's a great question. And I think that as physicians and healthcare advocates in this day and age, it is just important to take that extra time to ask the question 
for what reason are you not getting a colonoscopy or are you avoiding it? And I think that question is important for multiple reasons. I find that if you just take time to talk to somebody about their concerns, most of the time you can figure out a way and reach a common ground. And remember that although colonoscopy, I feel, and most societies feel it is the best way to get screened for colon cancer, there are other non-invasive ways to get screened. Um, and sometimes those can be called alternative colon cancer detection or prevention strategies. Some of those strategies may include stool tests, um, et cetera. And it's important to also bring those up with patients if they're super concerned about uh, a specific thing or not. Now, in patients who are too sick to get colonoscopies, there are some advanced imaging studies as well we can offer. But remember that if your stool card ends up positive, we will still recommend a colonoscopy. And uh, I think that if a family member of the patient or a friend has had a bad experience, there's usually a good explanation for that. And uh, we're always supportive of making sure that the patient's the center of the decision as well. Awesome. Kathy, do you want to add to that? A screening colonoscopy is such a loving and smart preventive test for your body. And I really hope that this encourages listeners to be smart about their health and go and get one. Fantastic. And lastly, what are some of the tips to help people discuss their concerns with their physician, Dr. Shaw? Sure. As it's Colon Cancer Awareness Month uh, in March, I think that we love when patients come to us and say, don't I need a colonoscopy? Yeah. Um, And I think it's just important to investigate um, what the reasons are the patient may have been avoiding it. And you'll find that if you're straightforward with a patient and you talk about the recommendations and I think most patients are very um, approachable and agreeable to pursuing the colonoscopy, and I think it's just about developing a good relationship. And really, it is in the patient's best interest that we bring it up. And I have a habit now to ask all my patients how old they are and if there's anybody in the family with colon cancer or polyps and if they've had a colonoscopy as well. And I should make it a point to ask the other people in the room who are of age uh, the same questions just so we can, we can put it out there. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank both of you, Dr. Shaw and Kathy. It's been so wonderful having you both on the program. Really informative. For more info or to listen to a podcast of this show, please visit memorialcare.org. That's memorialcare.org. I'm Deborah Howell. Thank you so much for listening and have yourself a wonderful day.